Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that time, George. Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs. And all is right in the world, Nick. The Chiefs are coming off a win. Uh, they got a big matchup uh, right on, uh, you know, that you can watch on KSHB 41, which is uh, our employer. They sign our paycheck, so we're legally obligated to make sure that you know the game can be found on our airwaves. Um, I mean, we're not but, legally obligated. We're just, you know, we, <laughs> we, we like we're, to we're team it. players. Yes. Um, and there will be a, a special one hour pregame show produced by uh, who's producing that one, Nick at five o'clock on Sunday. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I really uh, there, there will be a special one hour pregame show at five. You can catch that too. If you want to get ready, get hyped up for the game. If uh, the games uh, in the afternoon window are, are terrible and your fantasy games already settled, be no, sure to check that out. Alert, I'm producing it. I just didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so anyway, Hey man, um, I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm always stressing about those pregame shows, man. I'll be stressing <laughs> all week about it, man. I've already been stacking how I want to do it, how I want to, how I want to put it together. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up on the podcast. I should have given you uh, 30 minutes of peace. Yeah, no, that's, you know, you <laughs> decided to take that from me. So I was just say, people don't realize how much work goes into an hour show. Like if, if you understood how much goes into an hour show, you'd be like, wow, that's, you know, that's impressive. Like people think we just throw something on TV and it just happens. Like I literally will put in anywhere between 12 to 24 hours at minimum of putting together a good hour long show and trying to make sure you interweave it together to where you have every single person who's going to be involved in it gets time. They get proper amount of time and it flows together correctly and you deal with all the factors like, you know, you're waiting to see if there's going to be rain on that day. Is, are they going to need a, are they going to need a tent? And then if they do, like, I mean, people want to know what time they're going to be on, on air. So, I mean, you know, I could keep going and going and it could turn into an hour long podcast by itself. So blame Todd for bringing this up. Um, but he just, you know, he just put my anxiety back up. So good for him. Well, I mean, but I, you know, there may be some people who are interested. Look, much like Mahomes magic, TV magic takes work and effort. It doesn't just happen. Yeah, that's another. So this is like the equivalent of you throwing a no look pass against the Baltimore Ravens. I promise you, it wasn't no look. I was making sure I was looking, so every I was dotted and every T was crossed. So I don't end up as a photo on the internet for some misspelled word. So, do you consider yourself more the Andy Reid or the Patrick Mahomes of the of the pregame show? I consider myself an anxious ball of anxiety. <laughs> Um, I, I do want to, I mean, look, big game. It's a rematch of the AFC championship game, which the chiefs won 38, 24 last year. But is this a bigger game for the chiefs or the bills? Cause obviously the chiefs already have those two losses. They want to get, you know, make sure that this thing's going in the right direction. You and I talked earlier in the week, uh, honestly, didn't see as dominant a performance against Philadelphia. Um, well, the offense was dominant. The defense still had its struggles, yeah. but, for the bills, like this is the team that you need to prove you can get over the hump against. Um, so is it a bigger game for the chiefs or the bills, man? I mean, it's big for both. And the fact that the chiefs have to kind of keep that mentality on a lot of people to where from a national perspective, people think that the Ravens game was a fluke because of the, the crucial turnovers. Um, Otherwise, people are thinking they're going to come into Arrowhead and just beat the Chiefs relentlessly if they're a good enough team. So the Chiefs would need to kind of reestablish their tempo and, and prime time. 
and reestablish their mentality in prime time if they can. For the Bills, I mean, it's it's kind of like that, kind of like writer's block in a certain way. Or it's that mental block. They will never admit it, and they definitely are not admitting it. They're like, oh, it's a week five game, week five game. I'm like, no, just stop. You've had it marked on your calendar. You know it. I know it. And the coaches are literally saying it in the meetings every single day that, hey, this is a big game for us. This is a measuring stick. This shows us how far we've come since that AFC championship game. And if you're able to beat them, then you know you can beat them again. So it's just like, I mean, I know they want to make it sound like it's not a big deal, but then I guarantee after the press conference, they're going to be like, yeah, no, we were talking about it all week, man. So then they admit that they're lying to you all week in the press conference, trying to downplay it. So it's a, it's a, it's a massive game for the bills to kind of try to establish themselves as the, as the top of the top of the hill in the AFC. Yeah. There's no way you're going to convince me that going against Davis mills and, and the moribund Houston, Texas last week, Houston Texans last week, in anywhere compare in any way compares to going against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, um, and, and you're never going to convince me that that uh, look. I know they they take it one week at a time. I'm sure they watch their film and stuff, but you don't you don't get up for a game like that as much as you're going to get up for a Sunday night game in Arrowhead. Um, first one to forty wins. I mean, is that what we're looking at here, or you know, or the Bills' defense are are they good enough? Um, you know, to, to kind of hold the chiefs down, you know, and I, I wish I could tell you definitively, this is the way I think it's going to go. Like I could a lot of other times and a lot of other years, but I don't know what chiefs defense is ever going to show up right now. <laughs> I mean, there was, a, I promise you, I had a lot more confidence headed <laughs> into that chiefs Ravens game than I did against the chargers and the Eagles and the bills game coming up here. Cause there's certain ways that you beat the bills and you can disrupt their offense. There's certain ways to attack it. Now the question becomes, can the defense do those things? Cause if they do it, then they can slow down the bills and they can win decisively, but they haven't shown over four weeks that they're capable of being able to do that. So, so I mean, there's some part of me that wonders if it's going to be like the chiefs Rams in 2018 all over again, or is it going to be something completely different? I don't know. I wish I could tell you. And I wish I could say, Hey, you're right. First to 40 wins, but I, I don't know. Maybe the chiefs have to score 50. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> well, so what are the things that you think the chiefs defense needs to do to slow down this, this bills attack then? I mean, um, yeah, I mean, obviously Josh Allen, not the most mobile guy. And one of the underrated aspects of, of the last year's win um, was they got, they got four sacks and, and, you know, pretty, some timely sacks last year. That's obviously been an issue getting pressure on Josh Allen, getting pressure in his, you know, you know, being able to get a pressure in his face and force him to be inaccurate. You know, people are, people are cooing about Josh Allen again this year. Um, he's actually his, his accuracy, um, you know, his, his completion percentage, things like that are actually down fairly significantly from last year. So, but, but what are you looking at as the keys to, to stop in this offense? Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing is with Josh Allen, he reminds me at times of Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers was a quarterback that once you got him off his spot, like he would, it, the play was over. So, I mean, it's not that necessarily that way with Josh Allen, but like if you take him off his spot, it wrecks his timing and his rhythm. And then like he, he, it, it's, it's a struggle for him. So and what I mean by that is like, He's a guy that he wants to get the snap. He wants to put the ball in the peck pocket or do the play fake. And then he wants to kind of set his feet and then, and then fastball the throw in there, just like rivers used to do. 
And that's, that's his thing. Now, when you disrupt that and take him off the spot of whenever his back foot hits the drop and he's standing at that spot, then he becomes much more inaccurate and his mechanics aren't the same then. And they aren't as good as they were before. So whenever he starts to roll out to the right, there was a touchdown. He threw to Stefan Diggs. that like, I mean, for a guy that's allegedly got a big arm, like Pete under through that and Diggs had to slide. Like, you know, he's sliding into second base because of how poorly thrown the ball was. And the, and he wasn't, he wasn't protecting him from a defender because it was it was literally digs. If you just angle and target front pylon and throw it correctly, you're fine. He didn't even do that. So it's and then he threw back across his body one time and he floated that ball and it it could have been intercepted if they were playing a better defense. So I mean, there's just there's times that like he he doesn't reset his feet. And then if the pocket collapses in on him, he shifts his weight to his back foot and then he'll loft it more and give it more time like a punt. So there that that's another way you get to him and disrupt it. So, I mean, he's an inaccurate quarterback whenever you take him off that spot. Now, if you keep him on that spot, he will throw flames. You know, I mean, they will be flamethrower type of footballs. They, I mean, a radar gun, he could probably get a speeding ticket for it. Like it's not, a, it's not Justin Herbert level because Herbert fastball those things at a hundred without a problem, but it is pretty close to it. So that's the key for him. Now with the, with the bills rushing attack though, that's where I don't know if the chiefs are, what they're going to be able to do in terms of, okay, can they, can they slow down Devin Singletary? Can they slow down Zach Moses? And since Moses isn't good with ball security, can they punch the football out? Like those, those are the three keys that if they can slow down the run and if they can get Allen off a spot with their pass rush or the blitzes that they use, then they can win comfortably. But the defense hasn't shown me they can do any of that. So I'm still expecting a shootout until I see otherwise. If there is good news, though, it's that, you know, Frank Clark is back. He could help against the run um, and, and and maybe help. Uh, you know, I mean, he's probably maybe better than or do. Is he better than Alex Okafor as a pass rusher at this point? I, I don't know. But but it helps. To, it gives a body count, at least keeps the guys fresh if you can rotate him in. Charvarius Ward been been back at practice, but Willie Gay also seems to be on track. Probably won't know till Saturday whether he's actually returned uh, from the IR this week or not. But he's been back at practice, um, and, and the reports so far have been good. I mean, if the Chiefs are healthy and they get those three guys back, and and maybe Rashad Fenton too, how much does that help? I wish I could tell you that it's going to make all the difference in the world, but I don't know. And I know that sounds, I know that sounds annoying to say, but like, I just, you don't know what you're getting from this chiefs defense. You don't know if they're going to be assignment sound. I don't know if the bills are going to do the hurry up offense to where the chiefs are caught off guard, you know, where they don't even, they don't even, you know, cover the defender that's out there on a two point conversion, you know, like it's in Matthew has to scramble over there just to try to get there in time. Like there's just all these little things that, the chief's defense has to get corrected just to even give themselves a shot of keeping the game under 40. And like that, that's just kind of, it's, it's unfortunate. And that, and you know, it, it shouldn't be this way, especially three years into that scheme. But I mean, the reality of it is that that's just kind of the way it is. And that's one of the reasons the chiefs uh, went out and got Josh Gordon. That's one of the reasons that the offense is having to put up at the rate they are and have a phenomenal year. And it's, you know, it, you hope the Chiefs defense gets better. You hope the tackling gets better. You hope the coverage gets better. You hope Willie Gay can kind of 
at least take away one of the flats that teams can attack on a regular basis right, right, right now. That would be nice to where they could help on the other side and not have to worry about Willie Gay's side. That would be great to have. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. And that, that always makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. And then on the flip side, I, I think you kind of do know what to expect. I mean, the, the chiefs had six turnovers in six quarters uh, in the second half of the Ravens game. And, and, you know, being minus four against the the Chargers in those two games they lost. And I know they they lost the, they technically lost the turnover battle last week, you know, one nothing with uh you know with Mahomes' interception too. But every other time they had the ball they scored. Um you know so I think you do know what you're gonna get from this Chiefs offense and that's going to be dominance as long as they take care of the football. Now the, the Bills lead the league with seven interceptions this year, but how much stock are you putting in the bills defense right now? Because you know, look, they opened the season with a loss to the Steelers, but that's a diminished Ben Roethlisberger. And then Tua Tugavailoa goes out and they're facing a backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. And then they play the Washington football team. They're facing a backup quarterback in Taylor Heineke. And then they play the Houston Texans and they're facing a backup quarterback in Davis mills. They're not even in the backup. They're facing like the third or fourth string of that. <laughs> Right, right. But but my point is they haven't faced anybody near the caliber of Patrick Mahomes. They right. haven't faced an offensive line that is moving people the way that the Chiefs offensive line the last couple of weeks has moved people in the run game. They're not facing a, a running back tight end, or sorry, a wide receiver tight end combination like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Then you throw in the wild card of Josh Gordon maybe being available and and having some packages for him in there. Um, you know, and, and whatever Andy can dream up with that situation. Um, do, I mean, look, they're not shutting out the chiefs. I think we know that like they did Miami and the Houston Texans, but I mean, can they hold the chiefs in the, in the twenties? Or is that the question you want to see? Like, is this defense for real? Or when you look at them on film, do you say, eh, this looks a lot like the bills defense we saw last year that went zero and two against the chiefs. I mean, I know some people keep saying that this Bills defense is significantly better, that they're much better overall than they were last year. I mean, what I saw in the games I was watching them, I like their secondary. I mean, that 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 much I'll say. I mean, I, I like their secondary, and I like how opportunistic they are from their zone coverages and how they drive on the football. But the quarterbacks they're going at were thrown into double and triple coverage. And then, like, you know, they, the, the balls would get tipped at the line. And then their corner might be there to intercept it. So, I mean, they were opportunistic in the moment. So I'm not going to bash them on that. It's just, they were going against quarterbacks who had very tight windows of where they could throw in the zones and they couldn't throw fastballs like Mahomes could in those zones. And they weren't properly spacing out the bills defenses at times and stretching them like the chiefs can with their four by one sets or their three by two sets or however they end up doing it. So the chiefs can do it in a way that the, that's going to stress the bills defense. And the other thing that they do is they like to stack the defenders at the line, make it look like everybody's blitzing and then start dropping into a handful of their zone coverages. And that overwhelmed, you know, that over, overwhelmed Davis that overwhelmed Heineke that overwhelmed Brissett at times, but you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be overwhelmed by that. So, and the other thing that the bills were kind of really needed last year is their pass rush was awful. Their pass rush was terrible last year. And this year, I don't, I just don't think that they're going to, I don't know. I just don't think that the bills pass rush is significantly more dominant. 
and the Chiefs were able to handle them last year. And with this offensive line, they shouldn't have issues. And what the Bills were doing is they were bringing corners and, and nickels off the edge to blitz against a lot of the quarterbacks to rattle them and to try to force turnovers and bad throws. I just don't think the Bills are going to be able to take the same approach. I think the Bills are going to have to decide, do we want to stack the box and shut down the run, or do we want to do zone coverage and really force Mahomes to kind of have to pick and choose what he's going to do. So it's it's going to be a battle between Andy Reid and one of his former uh, assistant coaches, Leslie Frazier, and, and, and Sean McDermott as well as the head coach. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm curious to see how the Bills will defend the Chiefs and how the Chiefs will attack it. That's one of the things that I'll have, I'll have fun watching. I mean, when you look at the season so far for Patrick Mahomes and the patience he's shown at times and the ability to, to, to pick teams apart, drive up and down. I mean, look, the Chiefs average far and away the most points per drive of any team in the league this year. Anybody who tells you that, that the, the Chiefs' struggles on offense were anything other than turnover-related um, hasn't been paying attention. Um, but do you think that approach sets him up to have success against the Bills, you know, no matter what they want to do? I mean, if they want to, you know, obviously, you know, when teams blitz him, they pay for it. But, um, you know, if they're going to sit back and play in their zone, do you think they're going to have the same opportunities? Or do you think that the way Mahomes is playing right now, the patience he's shown, um, the way that offensive line is protecting means that it could be a long day for the Bills and and they could kind of, uh, find themselves scratching their heads at the end of this one. I think the Chiefs have been able to do a good job of reconfiguring who they are. And I think they've learned that they don't have to hit a home run every time they step on the field. They can they can methodically move the football down the field and still be able to score and be just as effective as if they throw a, you know, and have a quick strike three play 75 yard drive for a touchdown. Like, I mean, they can they can play either way. So they've made themselves versatile in that regard, and they can run the ball. They got a great offensive line that can help them run the ball. They got a fantastic quarterback, and depending what packages they have for Josh Gordon, if he plays on Sunday, which I personally expect him to, then I think that there's. I think the Bills are going to have some problems if they see Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Josh Gordon on the field. Like that's going to be those are going to be some problems for them. And if the Chiefs get crazy and sneak McCole Hardman and Jody Fortson out there too, they're really going to have some problems. So, I mean, the Chiefs have a lot that for the Bills to have to try to go after or attack. And the Bills, I just I think they're going to have to sit back in zone coverage and not be brave. So, I think if they start trying to bring blitzes, I think Mahomes is going to torch them. And I think the Bills are going to be like, well, we may want to reconfigure that if we see them again. So, I mean, this is look, this is a big game simply because the Bills know that this they need this win to potentially have the AFC Championship run through Buffalo, no matter if they play the Chiefs or whoever. And for the Chiefs, they need to keep on pace with everybody else since they dug themselves a hole. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a game where I, I really hope that the, the the roster collectively takes the mentality that Mahomes is going to have for this game and raises their level of play and shows an attention to detail that we have yet to see yet this year. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, if the Chiefs were to lose this one, they'd effectively be three games behind Buffalo um, and potentially three games behind the Chargers. Um, in in the race for uh, home field advantage, um, uh, from the standpoint that they'd be two games back in the loss column, but already with a head-to-head loss, which means you'd have to finish with a better record. Because I mean, it, it, that could change depending on what the Chiefs and Chargers do down down the road. But for the Bills, it would effectively give the Bills a three-game lead uh, in the standings if they were to win this game. Meanwhile, if they if the Chiefs win, 
Uh, they're three and two. The Chiefs are, are right back in the driver's seat because um, they've got plenty of opportunities against uh, against the Denver Broncos. Uh, you know the the Raiders and and the you know still one game against the Chargers in their own division. Already got the win over Cleveland, so they'd be in pretty good shape if they can win this game. Looking forward at at, at the way the season could lay out. I think in a lot of ways, though, this also comes down to Buffalo's run defense because the Chiefs, believe it or not, I mean, they rank fifth in the league in yards per carry at over five yards a game. They actually have the eighth best running, uh, rushing offense right now in terms of yards per game. Um, and one of the things that, that, you know, the success they've had on early downs, first and second down to keep them on schedule um, and to give them, you know, third and short, second and, you know, second and short down in distance, I think that really puts stress on other defenses because at that point, the Chiefs can pretty much do whatever they want, and they're kind of at Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes' mercy. So I think I think success on first down, especially with the run game, if the Chiefs can get that established, will really create some problems uh, for McDermott and company in trying to slow down that attack. If they can have some success and bottle up that run game, I think it sets them up to clog the lanes and to, to play back and, and to, you know, uh, you know, see just how patient Patrick Mahomes is willing to be. But if like the last couple of weeks, the chiefs come out and can, can get that push and can establish the run. It's hard for me to see how Buffalo is really going to slow them down. Yeah. Barring, I mean, I, barring yeah. turnovers. Yeah, no turnovers would definitely be a problem. Um, yeah. I mean, cause technically when you look at it from a statistical perspective, I mean, the, Bills are technically the number one defense in a lot of categories, and the Chiefs are, you know, 31st and 32nd in a lot of categories <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> defensively. So it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, but it, it just the Bills are such a zone heavy football team from what I saw on the tape that I was watching. That I'm just I'm very curious to see how it uh what what looks like give Mahomes and what they try to do differently and with McDermott knowing Andy Reid the way that he does, what they what they try to what they try to attack and what they try to do versus what they did in the AFC championship game or in the game last year and the Chiefs ran for over two hundred yards on them up in Buffalo and just kinda made that game a, a short possession type of game where they all both had limited possessions. So I'm just I'm kinda curious to see the approach both coaching staffs are gonna take. Yeah, and the flip side of course is uh, McDermott may have some familiarity with Andy Reed, but Andy Reed also has some familiarity with McDermott and, and his, you know, coaching lineage as well. So, um, you know, I, I don't, uh, I like Sean McDermott a lot, but I don't think he's in the same class as Andy Reed quite yet. So that'd probably be advantage Andy Reed in that situation. So, um, anything else stand out to you? I mean, uh, you know, Tommy Townsend should be well rested for this one. No, no issues. Um, if they do have to punt, but anything else stand out to you as potentially a difference maker uh, in this one? I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean the the returner the for the Bills, Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, he's an explosive returner. So I, in that regard, I, I mean, I would, I would certainly keep tabs on it if I'm the Chiefs. If they if they do have to punt there or kitten or significant kickoffs, I mean, McKenzie can take it to the house. So that's something that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to keep keeping their minds and Mahomes, he's got to figure out whenever he's making some of those third down decisions where he doesn't want to punt the football. He's just going to have to accept that he may have to punt the football that time. Like you may have to eat it and not, not try to force something that's going to turn into a interception. Like it has in the past couple of games. 
And I think that's where the defense can help, right? Like if, if he can have confidence, the defense could get right. some stops. Maybe he doesn't feel like they have to score every drive. And, and to me, that's the big thing right now. And we talked about this after the Eagles game, the offense has to, to play perfect. And, 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 you know, they, they have come to, to kind of realize that in those, in those couple losses, they don't have the margin for error because the defense is not carrying its weight right now. They were, they were pretty much perfect uh, against the Eagles outside of the, the one pick, um, you know, and the result was that, you know, that they won going away. I don't know that you, you know, I, but that that's a lot to ask of that offense week in and week out. You're going to just have some games where you're not perfect. And if they have a game like that where they're not perfect this week, um, I, I you're you're going to see them take one on the chin because this Bills team certainly is capable of winning. Yes, I'm I'm not. I want to make sure this is perfectly clear when I say this. The Bills can hang forty on the Chiefs without a problem. Yes. If the Chiefs don't aren't right in their assignments, if they if they leave massive voids, if they don't stop the run, the Bills can hang forty on them without a problem and stay with them, you know, down for down. So I mean that's that's more than possible. What I think, unfortunately, Steve Spagnuolo is going to do is he's going to have to sneak some blitzes in at times because of the Chiefs' lack of pass rush, and he's going to have to take some of those chances. Even though he's got Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, and Cole Beasley as their primary targets, along with Dawson Knox, who they kind of use more so in the red zone and occasionally over the middle. So, like I said, Singletary's a little bit quicker running this year than he was last year. He lost some weight, and he's got a little bit more elusiveness to him. When I was watching his tape, I was like, well. Chiefs would have missed that tackle, wouldn't have made that tackle, wouldn't have been in place for that one. That check down there would have turned into 15-yard gain. So, look, I mean, the Bills played the, the the performances that the Bills went against against the defenses that they did, like they went against better defenses than what the Chiefs are right now. So, you know, the, and they still were able to get 40 on on some of those teams. So, I'm not I'm not confusing this in any way, shape, or form. The Chiefs defense decides how this game goes. Like that, that's the reality of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and cause you know, just like we talked about with, with the quarterbacks being mostly terrible that they face from, from that perspective, Pittsburgh's got a pretty good defense or at least a decent one. Uh, Miami has, you know, has had a decent defense in recent years. Um, they Washington definitely did. They didn't that day in the game. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. They, they, yeah they, Howard is out of position on a couple of touchdowns. Right. They, yeah. They, I mean, they, they had an off game, but still, I mean, in that game, Allen was 17 to 33 for 179 yards. I mean, it's not like, it's not like Josh Allen lit them up. Um, he did light up the Washington Reds or Washington football team's defense. I almost slipped that one, um, which it has not, but that's a defense that hasn't played to expectations so far this year, but um, yeah, I mean, look, the chiefs are pro- arguably the worst defense in the league. So that's going to handicap them until they can prove that, that they're figuring things out. Um, and a lot of, look, just get lined up correctly before the snap and be in position. That would be a nice start this week. Yes. That's, that's the, that's the first step for success on plays. <laughs> all right. So what's your prediction for this one? I have no idea. I mean, all right, fine. This is the only prediction I'm going to give you. And as of right now, I, I expect the Bills to beat the Chiefs. I still don't think the defense is going to show up. Or if they do, I still think they're going to make a lot of flaws and have a lot of flaws and fatal errors that are going to cost them. I hope I'm completely wrong, and I hope the Chiefs make me look wrong, and I hope that the Chiefs defense has a phenomenal day. But 
until I see otherwise, I just, it just is what it is right now. I, I don't know if phenomenal can be expected, <laughs> but I think the chiefs are going to win 42, 41 on a miss Tyler Bass extra point. Yeah, the chiefs win. That's, that's all I care about. I, I do. I mean, I, I know that the, the bills will be motivated, but I do think the chiefs ha- have sufficient motivation after two losses. This is a statement game for them too. I know it could be a statement game for the bills, but I think this is a statement game for the chiefs as well. And Eric B said he saw a different focus from that offense. He saw that, you know, and Tyreek Hill talked about it after the Eagles game. He had a different mindset. I think the guys maybe had were feeling themselves a little bit early in the season. You know, they had a slow start in the Cleveland game. Um, they, they, you know, they made some, some silly mistakes, in the Ravens game, you know, they had just an atrocious start with turnovers on their first three possessions against the chargers and never were able to recover. And I think that they kind of collectively got together and said, this isn't good enough. And this isn't who we are. And I think that that offense came out and, and played to the level and with the focus that they need. And I, I think that that will carry over. And ultimately I think that, um, you know, when, when the Chiefs offense is right, I think they can outscore anybody. I think that's what they're going to have to do in this one, but I think they'll get it done. I hope so. That's all I can say. I would also take the over. I don't care about the rain. Like I heard the over was like 58. I would take the over. One, one team alone may get the over in this one. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. I don't know, man. I don't know. Would, would, would you enjoy like a 54-51 game or do you prefer like a blowout or do you prefer like a defensive game more like a, you know, a quote unquote pitchers duel where, you know, it's like 23, 21, like what, what's your pref- preferred style of, of game to watch? My, my preferred style is a game that the chiefs win. Like okay. however the wins, however they win, but I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm thinking heavily about that game right now. I got a pregame show that is going to consume my mind all week long. All right. It's like putting together a game plan as one of the coordinators on staff. I was going to say championship level focus, Nick Jacobs. I appreciate your time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I try my best. All right. Take care, kid.